he calls man crush. Let's get ready to rub. Uh, he 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 roots to the beat of a, di a different drum. Will you please give it up for Paul Brumba? Yeah, woo! That guy is sexy. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, boy, oh boy, uh, we're gonna have a few guests in. We got the. Uh, uh, Subculture Racer, Wade Boyd just came in, and we also have uh, Milk Crate Brian showing up to play some tunes. And uh, let's see, I think Miss Emily, uh, Dames Don't Care, might come on in. And uh, Chef Robert might show up, because uh, he's been gone for a while. And uh, have a good show. We'll talk about uh, recent track days, uh, some preparedness uh, for track days, and uh, what's going on with the, the uh, hill climb and the uh, international TT over there in uh, Baja, as well as uh, what's happening with any other track days. So uh, we're here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Uh, welcome to Racers Alley. We had a really great show last week. We had the uh, Curve Unit ladies uh, in, and uh, we had, uh, let's see, uh, Amy Snyder, Jen Lovas, uh, Angela Loudermilk, uh, and uh, Kimberly and Yesenia as well, I believe. Um, boy, they had a good time out there on the track. Uh, I heard it was really, really hot. And uh, it'll be interesting uh, to get some uh, information from them that, uh, next time they uh, join us as far as uh, how, how fun that was and how hot that was. So uh, thank you, Curve Unit ladies, for showing up on our last show. It was a lot of fun, and we do definitely welcome you back. And uh, talking about that, yeah, next time you're here, uh, it's been a while since we had five guests at once. Uh, I was a little... Uh, I guess uh, overwhelmed, and uh, next time Milk Crate will actually take over the board, and that way I can concentrate a little bit more on your stories and uh, what you're all about. So I look forward to having you back. Uh, thank you, Curb Unit ladies, for coming on our show. Here we are. All right, uh, let's see. So let me put on a little bit of music, uh, get the show together. Milk Crate will be here shortly, and... Uh, Yesterday was a very red day here in California. I don't know uh, if you folks around the world know, but uh, yeah, we got fires going on all over all over uh, the coast here, uh, up and down. And um, first thing I ever, t first time I ever seen anything like it, where this world was red. Boy, uh, kind of crazy, huh, Wade? <laughs> definitely, def def definitely weird. Yeah, but yeah. cross between Halloween and and the Twilight Zone. It really was. It, it was, was always 11 o'clock at night, it seemed like. Yeah, when I woke up, it day. was dark. Yeah, the lights, the street lights were on. Uh, oddly enough, there wasn't a whole lot, a whole lot of ash. It was just what looked like Mars. And uh, if you check out, the, I'm sure uh, all the local uh, papers or the news in the area around the world will actually show pictures. And it was a very, very uh, first-time thing. Uh, never like that before. Never like that in my life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Even when that I was on Mars. I mean, that, that, I, that was tall, high and orange and today it's kind of it's more ashy color and it's real low there's ash everywhere on everything yeah just little bits but your black cars are got little <laughs> white dots everywhere the batmobile needs yeah. a dusting <laughs> yeah and your gray cars got little black dots yeah exactly they stick out and uh, wade was mentioning earlier that all the uh, car wash places have a 20 minute line but it's like what are you going to do you leave the car lot and you gotta wash it again when can't you can't stop home. driving <laughs> so that is kind of interesting how uh, why don't they wait a little while but uh, it is what it is anyhow uh, again um boy you know uh, all the firefighters out there bless you for helping us out all the tankers and all all, all those uh, planes and such uh, yep. you know godspeed and uh, you be careful out there so uh, we'll be back shortly let me put on some tunes and uh, let's see how we go from there yeah <laughs>
Monday morning, Monday morning couldn't get 
Welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, I think we're kind of celebrating a little bit of Burning Man here, here or something. But anyhow, yeah, welcome here, Miss Emily. Uh, see what mic you got. Uh, say hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And we got Wade and we got Milk Crate Brian in. Hey hello, guys. hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's see here. We're in the heart of the mission, Racers Alley at Meany Radio. And outside, it's a little bit of 
I guess gray and ashy would be the easiest way to put it. You know, like Wade said, you know, uh, if you have a silver car, you got black dots, and if you have a black car, you got silver dots. So that's that's what we're dealing with right now. Your eyes kind of burn, and, and breathe real lightly. <laughs> yeah. And get inside quick. I heard you're supposed to make sure you breathe through your nose. I'm a mouth breather, so I was taking that to heart. Um, <laughs> apparently, it filters the air better, like pulling it through your sinuses. That oh, really? ash will stick in there instead of go straight into your lungs. Well, screw that. Know. I smoke weed. It'll go in my lungs. Um, anyhow, yeah, so uh, here we are. Uh, welcome, and uh, let's see. Wade, let's – I guess we were just talking, you know, uh, our last show we had the Curb Unit ladies here. Uh, thank you, uh, Amy, Jen, Angela, Kimberly, and Yesenia for showing up. I think I'm missing someone. Anyway, um, we had a great time. Uh, Ken Hill called in from K&H Coaching, and we were all quiet for like, uh, boy, 40 minutes, I think. Uh, he had a lot of fascinating things to say about uh, uh, racing, uh, track days especially. This whole thing came up about uh, uh, what's proper to uh, pass on a track and when to eat. Um, as far as uh, rules and respect and all that good stuff, and there were a lot of different answers, but uh, it was a very, very good show, and thank you, Ken Hill, for calling in. He, d- he does knhcoaching.com. And uh, he has his own podcast as well. I think it's uh, racers360.com. Uh, uh, you can find him there and uh, trackday.com as well. So uh, thank you, Ken Hill, for showing up. It was a very, very fun show. Okay, so uh, talking about track days. Um, first of all, it was, it's been very, very hot lately. Uh, and uh, you have all the tracks out there. You have uh, Button Willow, I think, Sears Point, Thunder Hill. Uh, sometimes Chalkwalla and uh, Willow Springs. Those are our local tracks here in California for those of you who uh, who aren't here uh, in other countries and such for our listeners. Uh, so we do have a bevy of tracks to choose from uh, here in California. We're very, very lucky that way. It used to be uh, one in, uh, up, uh, up north and one down south back in the old days. So since then, they've had a lot more tracks coming on now. And they've also had, uh, oh, Laguna Seca as well. Forgot that one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as tracks go, we have wonderful, wonderful courses here. Uh, nowadays, uh, there's a whole bunch of track days you can go to. Uh, fun track days. August has been on our show. Uh, Ken Hill does his own as well. Um, I think, uh, let's see, Fun Track Days is having one up on October 24th, it looks like. So they'll be at Thunder Hill for the two-mile. But uh, that being said, uh, it's been very, very hot. Uh, usually, you just want to make sure to always thank your organization and especially your uh, track uh, track workers. Uh, without them, you would have no way to be able to go out there and have a whole bunch of fun. And uh, that being said, there was a big post about that that I'm going to have to hunt down mention on the show a little bit later today when I find it from the AFM boys. I think they're looking for some folks. Uh, so anyhow, um, track days, uh, etiquette, all that good stuff. We had a good show about that last week. Preparation, you know, uh, Wade, I guess uh, this is the first time you've been out in a while and you took your R1. Yeah, so I, I looked up to see what kind of rules they had, which was almost nothing. Um, put tape over your lights and stuff like that. They asked me, did you do your taillight? Yes, I did. Um, so I slid right through tech. You get teched every, or not every day, but as you go out, before you go out. Then you get your A, A B, or C class. Um, now, do they do that out of uh, the honor system, or do you, do, how, how does that actually work? I mean, um, you, I, well, my track day was a gift from Riyama, so she handled everything and stuck me in the A class. Uh-oh. We're, uh. we're, well, I should be in everything. I usually ride the B class so I can ride with my buddies. Um, supposedly, that's it's a free-for-all in that class. Yeah. Um, and I got her to help Eric get a, a, 
ticket also. And anyhow, so he was in the C class. Um, we actually ended up knowing people in every class. Um, nice. But I haven't really done a track day in a long time, so it was a lot of people I didn't know were there. I don't know who you, who you are because I don't want, don't know what you look like in your pitted way over there. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I was scoffing. In masks, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but we, we saw some old friends and stuff, and we had a dynamite time. Uh, and the R1 was really good. So, totally something to grow into. It's really fast. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, uh, that's what year is that? 2015. 15. So, yeah, that has all the new doodads. So, uh, as far as uh, that being said, uh, these bikes nowadays are so damn fast, and you can program every which way, for, uh, you know. Uh, you can program uh, pretty much, uh, yeah, yeah uh, ABC. And, yeah, uh, if you got time. Yeah, there's, there's four modes. Um, so, I had to try A mode, um, but it, it doesn't like being shut off. Um, I was told you don't let it below 8,000 RPM. Well, there's a couple of places where you've got to let it down there. It was kind of jumpy, so I went back to B mode. Mm. I didn't have time to play around with my computer. You know, <laughs> it's cooking out here. Yeah, Even that's, that's true as well. But it, it was fun. The bike works really good, um, except I had an issue, and I was basically told welcome to the club, um, which was I dove into turn one about the third time out. I was starting to go faster and faster, and and supposedly anyhow my front my brakes my front brakes overheated the lever went to the handlebar and i ended up looking for the giant exit if there was a wall in front of me i'd totally hit it wow for our listeners out there serious points over here in sonoma california uh they call it different things over the years but it's truly serious point and uh turn one uh, you're going down the front straight the grandstands are to your left and then you have a left uphill and then turn right into turn two yeah a little dog leg yeah stop thing there um, there's the, so I had to find an exit. The exit is over to your left about 10 feet. It's not just straight. There's, I don't know, it looked like a field right there. I'm not going down that way. <laughs> Anyhow, I did make, make the step over, but it was serious for a minute. Uh, slowly went up to the carousel. Then when the time was right, I blasted off to turn seven. And darn, it did kind of exactly the same thing. And so I said, let me out of here. I got to go find out what's wrong. Anyhow, if they overheat, they do that on the track, not on the street, supposedly. Well, the conditions are, you know, uh, between track and street, you're not really running quite the force of of braking that you would on the street. And also, it's pretty hot out there as well. It was super uh, hot. It was everything. No excuse. But no, exactly. No excuse. It shouldn't have happened. So I bled my brakes, played with it, everything. It's the only thing you'd actually do. It worked fine the rest of the day. Uh, it made me nervous once, but it was a trust issue getting back into it. I never really push it into a a super, you know, like a 90-degree corner. Heavy braking. Again, pretend, go in, play with them like three times. And if it goes, it's gone. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going down? And hope The factory's not going to give me another one. Yeah, and uh, so you mentioned this uh, going through the pits, and, and um, uh, certain folks that found it was not uncommon. Yeah, um, I went and talked to a couple other R1 owners and stuff. One guy had these really nice scoops and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they do that. Um, don't let your pads go down. Run the super castrol brake fluid. Um, 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 get some Brembos. 
Go buy some new brakes. Yeah, let's go spend fifteen hundred dollars on a yeah. new brake. Yeah. Uh, um, well, we're at it. Might as well get an Olin's and uh, some March Marchanisis or whatever. Them yeah, things and are. a magic wand. Yeah. So, <laughs> w- um, Still, no. your brakes should work. I mean, I've had brakes go out on me on the track. Uh, back in the old days, they were just the master cylinder issues. Yeah. So then, uh, as we were talking about, the next question is: So yes, it does have traction or control and uh, ABS. So was it helping or not helping? When I asked the rear brake for something, it just said, I'm a brick. No way am I doing nothing. There was n- I went in there with no brakes. So yeah, both of them decided to just uh, take Go a break. Go away. I'm going at least 80 <laughs> miles an hour into what is out there. That's crazy. Um, I asked to get off the track. Yeah, and luckily you didn't get <laughs> taken go by the, uh, the crash truck didn't give you a ride. Yeah, you it know, didn't scratch my stuff. bike or my body. Yeah, so it was a brand new, uh, beautiful um, bike. Yeah, we heard one of the girls possibly had that problem. I just wanted to let her kind of off the hook. You possibly had the exact same problem. Go, yeah, go I, was thinking, your um, I was thinking, you know, uh, everyone crashes, especially it, the first time, you know, when you're learning how to go out on a racetrack, you're learning how to get fast you inevitably tuck the front. I mean, that's just the standard thing. You target fixate, you get tired. There's there's a million reasons. Uh, usually it's in a slow hander, like 7 or 11, you know, that type of thing, uh, at Sears at least. But uh, anyhow, um, yeah, uh, I mentioned to her that, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I never really trust Anterlock, but uh, apparently it, it's a thing, and uh, I shouldn't trust Anterlock, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so when, when I'm going to whatever, I'm going to wet conditions or whatever i probably anyhow i use my rear brake and sometimes my pedal goes funny which is the machine the brain is saying let go of the brakes let go of the brakes so like i have you have no brakes i don't know if i agree with somebody else being in charge of what i'm doing um so yeah, but i don't you know i turn it down a little more you know you've you've still got to get used to it or you turn it down because nowadays you can do that, but n- we, we didn't have these issues in the old days. I've had brakes fade, but I've never had them straight go out, not in one pull. I've had them go out you, twice you, in that way, but uh, it was a master cylinder failure, O-ring, age. Uh, yeah, but still, it's a scary. Uh, if you ever pull on the brakes and they don't work, no matter what, it's always going to be scary as hell. You know, yeah. it's, it's just uh, one of those worst-case scenario things, and uh yeah, it's always something to think about, but yeah. uh, so usually I you get a warning. But yeah, uh, exactly. I had no warning at all. So anyway, I, w- I went and asked around two different people, here's the deal. I went and played with it, and yeah, it did actually work. I'm going to go to the next stage, you know, tomorrow. I'm going to put new fluid in go play with it, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, phew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's going to be a, a confidence thing now that you're going to have to kind of rebuild and guess the only yeah. way to go out there is put all the new stuff on there and just gradually uh, uh, test it. Yeah, you know, I, go out on the, route, you know. the, the 10R one, I blew a water pump. Um, the water pump and the oil pump are one unit, and they're in the middle of the motor. Oh, boy. And if it <laughs> makes a mess, it pees like on your rear wheel. Oh, right awesome. in front of your wheel, on your rear wheel. <laughs> uh, Lubrication. And there's like one O-ring, one or two screws. I I didn't believe it, so I cheated. I I bought a, I bought a complete one, installed it, but it took me three months to get over. Is it making a mess? Yeah, 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 exactly. I go into a corner and it makes a mess. I'm eating it. It's very, very hard, actually. That's a, that's kind of a, a interesting topic. Uh, 
segue into um, how do you gain confidence on a bike that you've crashed on? Or, you know, something happened and now you have to change it to do I it again. I think there's something know? wrong with it. Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, have you ever had, had any of those issues? Have a bike that you just couldn't, uh, gremlins? Well, of course, of course. Um, but I was thinking about the time that my brakes went out and it was incredibly terrifying and I can't imagine what that, I mean, I was going in a place that I happened to be able to go in a straight line, but what do you do? I'm here basically <laughs> to represent the layman. So you, <laughs> you lean you over, do? you hold your breath, you lean over till there's nothing left. Sometimes, yeah. You I mean, pray, you, you do everything you, you can to make that thing go somewhere else. You got to look to where you're going, really. I mean, yeah. you got to look for a hole. You Find know, the hole and yeah. go through it. And, and go through it. And, and you only get one yeah. shot at it. At that <laughs> point, yeah. it's almost too late. you got to take the hole. It's it's a, Slow down a little bit, or if you have the time, yes. you know, but you don't have the time. You probably okay, don't have I time see. to do nothing here. And also, if you're actually are, are going into seven or something per se, I mean, theoretically, you should be down to second or first gear anyway. And then if the brakes go out, yeah, and that, that's eighty miles an hour. No, 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 it's a little faster than that. Third yeah, <laughs> flat out in third gear on a new R1. Gotcha. So yeah, you don't. You're still going fast uh, when yeah. the brakes fail. Uh, so yeah, so. I, there's a fence out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know? uh, or just prepare for impact. You could, uh, at Willow Springs, you end up going in the desert. But that desert isn't flat. It's got everything from safety cantaloupe. Safety boulders. Yeah, safety boulders, <laughs> cantaloupe-sized rocks, you know, you know, all, all these type it's of things. It's not like the video game. <laughs> yeah, and it's got big rocks. So even the little rocks are big. Yeah, but especially yeah. when you fall on them. When you start tumbling, those little rocks turn into, like, little torture devices. And, uh, yeah, really beat the hell out of you. So, you know, uh, yeah. So so you, you kind of got to – if you're going to be out there, it's always good to study crash avoidance or think about crash avoidance techniques. Um, actually, I was just talking to my friend about that. Um, I used to write for Urban Moto. I had a bunch of columns. At first, we, I was with Wade. We did subculture racing. And then uh, we went to uh, two separate columns, and my column was, was called Hard Knocks. And um, I wrote a bunch of stories, uh, generally just trying to describe how to you know, get through things. And one of them was actually called, you got to take your licks, you know, and it's all about crashing, you know, when you're flying through the air and stuff. And uh, uh, I lost all my writings um, through my laptops. They all died. So I actually have nothing left except maybe the magazines. But uh, interestingly enough, my editor... Oh, we uh, magazines. We got the magazines. Uh, my editor, Carrie, uh, who uh, has everything I've written, and uh, interestingly enough, my ma, uh, I asked, hey, do you have any old stories? And the first one, just out of the blue, was Hard Knocks. Uh, it's actually, they got to gotta take your licks. So it was neat to be able to take that article and send it to my friend. But uh, yeah, a part of it, that, that whole article was... You got to think about what happens if you have a catastrophic failure. You know, that is something about going out there. And part of it is what happens. And uh, the more you go through it, the more you have to pull on. But uh, as I mentioned in the article, read whatever you can get. And unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of magazines. Like I was mentioning with Wade earlier, if we had the Cycle News, the City Bike, the, uh, you know, Urban Moto, the, uh, you know, uh, the Road Racing World, somewhere along the line, they would have written how those uh, bikes have a catastrophic failure at one point. Yeah, you know, someone like someone would have said something, and the world would have gotten the out. The only thing we heard about was Vinal's jumping off his bike because he had no brakes. Oh, it's that syndrome. 
<laughs> the Vanilla Syndrome. Oh, yeah. oh no, they're they're at a level. You think you oh. know? <laughs> yeah, welcome to the club. Is what I saw. Go get some Brimbos. Oh, exactly. dude, thirty-five hundred dollar Brimbos. But uh, yeah, so I mean, like we were mentioning earlier, you kind of gotta uh, make a plan if 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 you're going somewhere, um, going down or plan going straight it, in yeah, or something. Plan it, think about it. You think know? about an exit wherever you're going, whether. Uh, you're running for the cops, or, or you're you're making a corner in something. You know, you don't want to think about something going wrong too much because you don't want to create it. But if something went wrong, where would you go? You know, uh, some tracks there's nothing to run into, and some tracks, yeah, there's something right over there. If you had a problem here, uh, it's like soapbox. There'd be outside corner of Dead Man's Corner was this um, <laughs> the bench. bench that was <laughs> concreted in. You you can't hit that no matter what, no matter what, no matter. So one day, yeah, uh, I hit it. Carrie and I were sitting there talking, having a beer, watching the soapbox, and Wade comes down with the shark, and it's really a, a great white shark type of uh, size. <laughs> with three wheels, that's right. <laughs> the shark was and, uh, really so quick. Something happened, but yeah, the the one thing that was out there that you could hit that was actually unmovable uh, was that, and I, I saw you blow up to a million pieces. We were scared as hell, and hit, uh, yeah. yeah, right hit down the, the hill. Yeah, the girl on the left took out my right front wheel. I veered to the left, kind of dove under it, but yeah, we kind of hit it. Uh, I had a straight axle, so it it totally bent the axle. My shoe was stuck in the in the car. And I got launched through the uh, dashboard hood and over the cliff and over the down the down the cliff. I Went rolled down the hill into a forest, basically. I rolled down another over. fifty yards or so. It tumble, tumble, every tree. tumble, tumble, tumble. Uh, yeah, and that was just before the TT. I mean, I went to the TT wounded. Yeah, that was another thing. You know, I ended up getting up, and I all I saw you was that holding your wrist, going owie owie. And uh, yeah, I was, I'm glad that was. You know, boy, it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, you were, that was right before the TT. And wrists are one thing on a motorcycle. You can you can ride with a lot of broken things, so to speak. But the wrists are are one of the harder things yeah. to deal so, with. So yeah, I gotta shake a million hands there. So I try to do a lot. Of, <laughs> I shake with my left hand. I don't shake with my right hand because always oh, one guy's really got to squeeze you super super hard. Oh, you know, or bend is like ah oh, ah. Oh, sorry, I, I'm so wounded now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, you can get hurt uh, off the track as well, and that kind of has a way of messing with your season because uh, it takes a while to heal, you know. Uh, and uh, sometimes you, you got, well, you got screws and plates and stuff, and other times you're just, like, totally wrecked and feel like uh, you got bent out of shape and stretched and all that. So uh, part of that is self-imposed traction, you know. Uh, take care of yourself, that Wade always said. Uh, self-imposed traction is probably the best way to do it. We were at the races one day, and, yeah, so the, the girls – Christine goes, yeah, we t we took we take two ibuprofens before we go out, so we don't feel any pain. It's like, what, what? You're on drugs. <laughs> Give me two of those, right? Oh my God, exactly. Uh, back in the day, it'd be wonderful to have a pint, but you don't do that when you're going racing. So that's all that good stuff. But uh, anyhow, um, shall we take a little bit of a break? Get some music on, milk rock out, rock out. What are we What are we doing this? this uh, this session well we had some requests this session and uh, you know milk crepe ryan only does vinyl so he can't you know do exactly what <laughs> no you request. want but the requests were to have uh you know some kind of early punk stuff so i pulled some and uh 
There was a little country request, and I don't have a lot of country. Oh, that was a Shep Roberts. I did bring George Thurgood. I have a very good (laughs) live album of his, and we'll throw on like uh, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer or something later. I don't know. I remember seeing him in the summer festivals, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Milk Crate Brian's not that country, but I tried. All right. Right on. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Welcome to Racer's Alley at BD Radio. Holy shit.
just before breakfast. I don't want no coffee or tea. Just me and my good buddy Wiser. That's all I ever need, cause I drink alone. Yeah, with nobody else. And you know when I drink alone, I prefer to be by myself. Yeah, the other day I lay sleeping, and I woke from a terrible dream. So I called up my friend Jack Daniels and his partner Jimmy Beam, and we drank alone. Just a quick break from the music. Oh, uh, yeah, Wade and I were just talking. We forgot to mention, you know, uh, since we've been having a lot of call-ins lately, so feel free to give us a call, 415-550-0511. Uh, if it's a sex call, I do charge 75 cents a minute. Uh, otherwise, you can ask us any questions, all right? So 415-550-0511. Cheers. First caller wins. Me and my pal Johnny Walker and his brothers Blackie and Red and we drank alone. does bother me he ain't no poodle no pony just a little wild turkey and we drink alone
to the landlady. I said, yeah, 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 let me slide. I'll have the rent for you tomorrow. The next day, I don't know. So I said, let me slide it on, you know, people. I don't know when I come home in the evening. She ain't got nothing nice to say to me. But for five years, she was so nice. Love it, mama. She was loving devil. Give me one particular evening, the landlady said, you got the red money yet? Sucker. I said, no, I can't find no job. How am I supposed to get some money to pay this rent? She said, I don't believe you're trying to find no job. She said, I seen you today, you were standing on a corner, leaning up against a post. I said, but I'm tired, I've been walking all day. She said, that don't confront me just as long as I get my rent money by next Friday. guys i've been to many of them shows <laughs> anyhow um so welcome to uh, racers hour here at mutiny radio and talking about mutiny radio pam you know uh she does everything to keep us afloat and uh right now we have a gofundme going on uh we're about halfway through but uh, definitely uh if you can help us out if you like uh, the show that we have or the shows that are on she has a uh, many different shows throughout the day uh she especially does comedy on fridays and uh uh, it's actually uh, Mondays as well if you want to learn how to be a comedian. Um, lately, through this pandemic, uh, this uh, COVID and uh, the world burning to hell and all this good stuff, she has been doing outdoor comedy here. Uh, Friday, uh, this nine, uh, tomorrow, uh, September 11th, holy moly, it's uh, outdoor comedy with uh, Pete Ballmer, uh, Adam Close, David Coker, and uh, Pam. It'll be on at 7. You can always uh, come to actually here at 21st in Florida, just socially distance. And, uh, of course, you know, it's always nice to hit the tip jar. Uh, and you'll have all these comedians, and they're out front in front of our studio here at Mutiny Radio. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to have outdoor comedy. She has also been doing that. I have to get the exact facts uh, out of uh, 
Lake Merritt, apparently one of the boys out there that has a uh, uh, his own uh, comedy troupe. Uh, they've been running over on Lake Merritt uh, at least four days a week. They have apparently a very nice view. It's out near the lake, and uh, you know, it gets you out of the house. You have a nice grass knoll to sit on and uh, watch the comedians. So uh, I'll have to find out a little bit more about that. But she's been doing that as well. I think she's uh, actually there tonight. So uh, as far as Meet Me Radio goes, uh, tomorrow they have outdoor uh, comedy, you know, uh, 7 p.m. on. And uh, do uh, do join us. You know, it's very important. We, you know, we're trying to do everything to stay afloat here. Like I said, we have a GoFundMe. Still trying to work out details if we're going to have a raffle or not uh, and what to do about that and how. But uh, always, uh, you know, come by, support our place here, and uh, anyone that listens to any of the shows throughout the day, of course, uh, support your DJs, support your friends, support the causes that they're actually having a show about. Uh, that being said, um, there's going to be a dinner and a show, apparently. So uh, that's going to be at Asiento, uh, Wednesday, September 16th at 7.15 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. So you can go have dinner out there, and uh, while that's happening, you can have some comedians uh, go out there and help make you laugh and uh, try and take a, make a little bit of a joy of all this ash out there. So, um, yeah, so dinner and a show at Asiento, San Francisco, uh, Wednesday, September 16th at 7.15 and 8.30 p.m. It's going to be Mutiny Radio and Pam's uh, crew here, uh, having some comedy so please please join and uh, have a great time support your local businesses because as you know uh, right now everything's really really hard uh, everyone's uh, we we're just talking about it here a second ago and uh, everyone seems to be leaving our city uh, friends and uh, businesses and it's really really hard and uh, who's ever going to be here you know it's going to be in a different town and uh, that being said you know uh, Tokyo Moto is still around right now we're on very limited hours uh, Tuesday through Friday between 9 and 2 or 3, depending. Uh, if you need a bike fix, you need some tires, please come by, you know, take care of your local shops. Especially if you want to get tires, goddamn buy them at the shop. Anyways, don't get me started on that. Uh, visit Tokyo Moto. They're open right now. I haven't been there for a while, but uh, the shop's still going. Uh, support your local shops, you know. I hear uh, SF Moto's still running as well. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, sales are going. So, I mean, you people are buying bikes, so just support your local shops when you get stuff. So it's very, very important. Uh, uh, James at Super Plush is still helping folks out uh, with their race bikes and any type of suspension. The boys who are getting us, us out of trouble are Cycle Toe and CC Rider Toe. Rich at Cycle Toe, uh, he's been around for a long time. He's usually over in the East Bay. You can find him at 510-644-BIKE. Uh, Rich, uh, he's a badass uh, uh, rider and racer. You know, he's been around a long time, legendary in our parts. So uh, he's been mentioning... Um, Seeing a lot of bikes, and what they're doing is they're getting stolen. Gotta watch out. Gotta lock your bike. If you can, cover it. No matter what, if they truly, truly want it, they can take it. But if you have a couple of locks on there, you have some way of just giving it deterrent, they'll go to some other asshole's bike. So you gotta watch your stuff. Uh, I saw that a lot when I was at Tokyo Moto for a hair uh, last years. I mean, it, it's always happened, but now there is a huge, huge. Um, well, basically, we're in a point where. Um, if it ain't bolt, uh, bolted down, it's stolen. I'm talking about cars, bikes, anything. Anything, anything you got. Uh, one of our mates just got his trailer stolen. Luckily, all his, his bikes weren't in there, but he had all his race gear in there. Uh, another folk, he just got his Land Rover stolen. Uh, so everyone's get, everything's getting stolen. Got to watch your step. Lock it up. Use a club. Uh, get a Tiger. You know, I hear they're pretty cheap right now. You can get them in the black market. If you need to find out about that, just give me a holler. 
Uh, Monkey Moto School, Evan's still out there. Uh, he's teaching folks how to ride. I'm sure not in the last couple of days because it's been red or hazy, but uh, at least you can get out. If you're buying a new bike right now, you can go to Monkey Moto School, and uh, Evan will uh, definitely help you out. You can find him at evan at monkeymotorschool.com. R-E-R. Uh, AFM and ARMA are still out there. Uh, please support them and your turn workers. I think they're going to be having a race uh, coming up next week or so. I don't forget. And uh, let's see. Max Klein, Oxymoron Photography. Always, always, always buy the pictures that the photographer takes of you at the track. You can give them to your friends. You can give them to your family. But it's a big deal. You know, uh, you're all, all you do is ever talk about it. They might as well be able to see you in your glory. So Max Klein at Oxymoron Photography. He's great to go to. He has a great website. You can, if you're ever at a track day or at a race and he's out there, chances are he has you somewhere and you're able to get some wonderful pictures. Yar. All right. Uh, I think I'm done with talking about all this stuff. Um... Uh, well, let's see. How you all doing? You fall asleep yet? Oh, Clay. Yar, firstrides.org. Uh, Clay's been in kind of fire territory. Uh, but at one point, you know, he had to get what was most important to him. And he got all the bikes and the gear out. And I think he has been running uh, classes for firstrides.org out there uh, during all this time. So uh, look him up, firstrides.org. Basically, uh, it teaches young kids how to ride dirt bikes. And uh, he supplies dirt bikes and gear. And uh, where kids would normally have a chance to ride, you can go with firstrides.org. He's really, really good at that. So, yeah. <laughs> I would love to say about Clay is that uh, during this, he put so much effort into evacuating all of the bikes, all of the gear, all of the supplies for first rides. Him and uh, Hillary Davis actually went and picked up all the bikes wow. um, cool. through the fire. And that just shows his le level of dedication. Yeah, cause. it's 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 a uh, you know it's an act of love and um, it's very very important and uh, to him and uh, very very cool because it affects so many people you know exactly <laughs> yeah so be safe Clay you know I, I hope you're out there having fun I see some pictures out there uh, getting out in nature and trying to avoid all this smoke yeah. so anyhow uh, boy let's see here uh, talking about racing a lot of things have changed uh, as far as uh, I was really really hoping to get to the San Pedro Loma. San Pedro Martir Hill Climb, uh, it was going to uh, happen uh, around my birthday in October, and uh, unfortunately it's been canceled. Um, a lot po of things have changed. Uh, postponed or rescheduled. Rescheduled. Uh, yes. So the San Pedro Martir is not going to be happening in October in 2nd and 3rd. Uh, what happened was uh, at here and in Mexico, uh, the border crossing, uh, well, it started being 10 hours, but also... You had to go through a whole bunch of rigmarole to the COVID. It's getting worse. What he decided to do was uh, actually change it. So he's gonna actually going to have a um, – he's going to fuse the event, I guess is the easiest way to put it. Uh, he's going to be on President's Day weekend. Uh, what president, I do not know. But uh, it will be happening. Uh, he's going to call it the Motofine 2021. Uh, each event is going to have its own rule book. So you're going to have the San, Pe San Pedro Martir Hill Climb uh, in one event. And then you're going to have the uh, uh, TT, the Baja International Tourist Cru uh, Cup, in another event. Uh, so he's going to be doing that. It's uh, The hill climb is going to be on February 11th and 12th. Um, what's really, really neat about this is um, it's going to be within a few days of each other. Uh, <laughs> literally, the uh, once the hill climb is done in San Pedro Martir, uh, on the 12th, you have a four-and-a-half-hour drive to Baja International Tourist Club. 
and they start on the 13th and 14th. So basically you have four days of racing, and you can do both. Uh, for all of us who are uh, coming from far away, especially from our uh, European uh, TT racers and folks over there, it's going to make it really, really cool because you can actually run two separate races and uh, get two trophies, but uh, also um, two different animals, a uh, hill climb as well as a uh, standard uh, TT course. So uh, that being said, it's worth it. If you're going to spend, you know, seven grand and get all your shit out here from, from Europe, might as well do two races and then some. Uh, I'd recommend spending a little bit more, more money and just hanging around for another two weeks. But anyhow, um, it's going to be really nice. Uh, he's going to combine each event. They're going to be separate. And I believe if you win both events, he's calling it a, you're going to get some type of super trophy, right? Yeah, <laughs> for both. Yeah. So, um, so anyhow. be great. It will be great. Uh, we look forward to doing it. It's uh, now changed to uh, February. Um, I think in a sense it's going to be a lot more economical for everyone involved, especially if you want to hit both. Um, also, the Kane Road Racings are going on in November. Um, those look really, 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 really cool as well. Um, I hope to do them next, week, uh, next year. Uh, I hope to do it in my $100,000 motorhome and probably, uh, yeah. you know, a couple that of too. nice bikes as well. Yeah, yeah. we're going to go in class. Oh, we're going to meet David and our yeah. all the Argentines yep. down there. Yeah, we're, we're going to be, uh, yeah, we're going to go happy. Yeah. Anyhow, um, Pedro, uh, thank you for getting everything together. I'm sure it was a very, very tough decision. It was the right decision in the end because of the COVID. And hopefully we can get all that behind us by the time we get there in February. And, um, yeah, uh, I hope to have you call in soon and uh, we'll have a little discussion about uh, how everything goes. And uh, we are passing the word no matter what as far as all the racers out there. So thank you for putting up uh, both those races, the uh, Baja International Tourist Cup and the uh, San Pedro Monte Hill Climb, uh, Pedro. Uh, and we'll be getting back to you soon. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, got anything to say? What are we doing here? Bum, bum, uh, bum, bum, bum. So we got over the track day, but... Wade, uh, how did you do with that heat? It, w it was tough. Uh, I usually only ride in 100 degree weather, but so I have to. I live kind of near the cooler, or, or run to the bathroom and wet my hair down, and you know, keep my head kind of wet, stay in the shadows as much as possible. Um, yeah, just going around uh, in into the trailer to do something. You got to go into the sun and back. You could. Um, it's tough. So we had a couple of newcomers and stuff, and. So Adams disappeared most of the day. And he goes, yeah, I was in the bathroom most of the time, soaking everything. And yeah, he <laughs> totally thought he got dehydrated. And and and, and well, that's it a was big tough. deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I when uh, back in the day when I was racing uh, a lot, I used to do Willow Springs. Uh, that's over in the Mojave. That was the only other track you had besides Sears Point. Different animal. Boy, oh boy, when it was hot out there, it was hot. Somewhere along the line, our world got 10 degrees hotter. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, now you're on a track 108, you know, that type of thing. But uh, anyhow, um, I did dehydrate. I ended up uh, using Ultra Fuel, which is a, a amino potassium drink. But you can do so much of that, you can get yourself sick. You know, it's, it's, very, it's a fine balance. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it, you have to have energy, but you don't want heavy foods. But you also want to, to be able to hydrate and, and do well. Uh, yeah, so you, know. you, have, you have to kind of work on it all, all day, basically. And I, I have to m drink more than just water because suddenly the water is kind of hollow. So well, that's why the eat, pa yeah. potassium and aminos yeah, are, are, so, are so like those are driving. Yeah. 
which are de- being depleted uh, from. Yeah, and just uh, keep yeah. keep your temperature down, which is hard to do. So, yeah, so I used to get in, got in trouble for a while for I, w- I would pour half of my drink, my water, on my head, and I drink the other half. Yeah. So <laughs> if you cool the rate, your top of your head is r- your radiator. If you keep that cool, you can keep your temperature down. Um, a wet towel around the neck. I hear. Wet towel around the neck, around the head, well. everything. Because it's the blood flow. Yeah. You yeah. You keep that cool. Sit down. Try not to do too much, and don't go running around in the sun and take your leathers off. And you know, so yeah, we're sitting around in in our shorts. Uh, in the shade, trying not to do too much. Unfortunately, we don't get to do a lot of visiting because it was so hot. But, like, I was on a mission one time to, to get some information on the R1 stuff. Okay, I'm yeah, wet, wetting right. my hair down. I'm making a run. Uh, one, the first guy was, was missing. He was busy. So I found somebody else to talk to. What do you think? By the time I was done there, I went back to the other guy. got a full, okay, go do this and that and see what happens. Well, it's always good to have opinions and also the buzz around the track. I mean, I'm sure there's other riders who didn't ask. You know, they're going, oh, it's not only me. You know, uh, the more word gets out there, the more confirmation you might get that there there is something, you know, uh, which is nice. You know, I mean, everyone at a track is easily very, very friendly. Um, and everyone just wants to help yeah, each other. Especially you know? on track days. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're not, you know, don't pull down the curtain. He's going to you know, be spying on our secrets. Oh, that part. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. part. Yeah, nobody <laughs> cares on a track day, really. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I remember those days where you used, like, uh, secrets. I mean, uh, yeah, it was funny. Race teams are kind of funny. But uh, anyhow, um, hmm, any more track days coming up? Uh, there's a bunch of them. And so we, I was actually with uh, Pacific Track Time, but they have a group. That's uh, the breeze everybody's pit, got, Yeah, everybody's okay. got a group. They're all still doing it. Um, they're they're all on like opposite tracks. To, they're you know so I think yeah when you when you could basically I think uh, any weekend there's a track day on all them tracks because they rotate. It's just you yeah. know there yeah yeah, yeah yeah. So I think they all have <laughs> two or three left. Um, so like Joe Sullivan didn't get to go. Uh, the unofficial doctor said don't do it. And you know, he pulled his shoulder out and. It's having a oh, hard, that part. Yeah, yeah, it's having yeah, a hard yeah. time staying in there, so he didn't go. Duct tape. So, uh, so I told him, well, duct tape it on. you, you, you got to keep yeah, that shit together. You, you gotta, it's easy. Uh, you got you to, gotta, like, take take the time off. you got to wait a month, and we'll try again next month. Yeah, self-imposed traction. We ain't getting any younger, and it ain't like we're racing for points. So just take care of yourself, too. You are. Yeah. So he bought a, he bought a new bike. He wants to ride it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That boy buys bikes like I buy, like, know food <laughs> yeah, I, I hold on for a couple of weeks and then get it another home i got i can go get another one <laughs> that's awesome you are you are all right well let's take a little bit of a break uh we got i guess certain music going on yes uh, we have a band called Dow Jones and the Industrials <laughs> and they're awesome. doing a song called Can't Stand the Midwest which uh I can relate to because I'm from the Midwest, and so are they. Kansas? <laughs> Here you are. <laughs>
WRIR. Thanks, Bill Crate. And uh, yeah, it's been a nice, uh, interesting evening here at our studio at uh, Muni Radio. Uh, Racers Alley's back on the air. YRIR. And uh, boy, Wade and I were just talking about this, this, you know, track affairs and all this good stuff and uh, trusting your bike. You know, um, I've, I've had my share of issues and, uh, you know, gone down for a million reasons left, right, and sideways. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, um, when your bike hits the ground, you're on it, uh, especially if you don't believe it's your fault, which is always your fault, by the way. Um, you don't trust your bike. And what does it take to trust your bike? And, you know, whenever my bike hits the ground, um, especially in a track situation, for me, I need to strip it down, put it back together like a goddamn weapon. I mean, uh, that's what it takes for me. Um, and also, you know, it'd be nice to understand, but back in the old days, you have your brakes, and you have your carburetors, your motor, and your shock, and your rear brakes, and your chain sprockets, and cables, and stuff. Nowadays, bikes are a, a, a ton more complicated, uh, meaning that um, you can't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you can necessarily fix your bike. Can you, Wade? I mean, you don't have a throttle cable per se, and yeah, uh, your I clutch cable is goes to. I mean, the the new bikes nowadays are, are really trickle down GP technology. I mean, they're they're um, they're complicated. Easiest way to put it, uh, I'd have to have Milk Crate Brian actually read the manual for me and do all the doodads because uh, he understands that stuff. But, uh, yeah, on your bike, I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's a pretty big deal. And you were just mentioning, you know, as far as uh, working on that. It's got sensors and doodads and stuff. And so, yeah, I'm kind of studying it also. How It's how they do it. What does it want? You know, I'm used to other stuff. But, yeah, make it work. Learn about it. Open the book if you have to. Well, uh, like uh, when I was on the track a couple of years ago, uh, first time I came out on the ZX 636, I was I was actually um, it was interesting. The guy next to me, um, he was a privateer like myself in a truck, and uh, but he had like the Mac Daddy Ducati, the thingy with the electronics going into the forks and everything, and uh, he was out there testing. Hmm. But that being said, is I mean he had his laptop. So, you know, that's the way he did it, was just pure laptop stuff, you know. So, it is a little different, you know, nowadays on bikes yeah. as far as just uh, working on them and dialing them in and all that good stuff. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, what are you going to do to have faith in your bike? I mean, you were mentioning earlier, um, having um, half brake pads, you know, once they go down halfway, uh, you replace them, which is really nice because back in the old days, I mean, if that was a luxury, but if you're a broke racer, you run them. Uh, but on these new bikes, and especially about the, the, the amount of power and the speed you're going in, I imagine the brake pads do exponential, uh, exponentially go quicker on a track, meaning you should almost have two brake pads there for the weekend. And, uh, you know, from there, I mean, uh, you have to bleed them. Yeah, yeah you got to re-bleed them. I had to bleed mine. They they were supposedly just right, perfect, upper level and everything. But yeah, it was it was too close to the edge. When afterwards I came and spun the front wheel, and they it just drags too much, just the way it is. And by bleeding it alone, it kind of became normal, which was end up being a little more trustable. Now you got to go out there and ride it and trust it, and don't send it into a corner that you can't get out of if you need really brakes. So you, you kind of test them going in. Is it there? Is it there? Is it there? And you had steel lines as well, yeah, Wade? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, steel brake, steel braided brake lines 
for our listeners who aren't racers are generally an upgrade because a lot of bikes that you get nowadays they have rubber lines and what happens is as you go faster and stuff that the brake fluid gets hotter and they they expand they wah 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 and they go out wah 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 get it guys there we are <laughs> but anyways uh they expand and go out and then 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 your brake lever comes back because of the heat of the of, of the brakes and the friction on on a course um um so that's that's a normal thing. Uh, the newer bikes now do have uh, uh, anti-lock, anti-brake, all that good stuff, and everything else in the world. Uh, some still come with rubber-coated lines. I don't know, especially on a single disc, like on an R3. If you're heating that fucker up to where it gets blue and it has all this stuff, has this problem. I almost wonder if it's a brake uh, fluid temperature issue or something that, that just makes it blow. But uh, it's a very very interesting. No uh, problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think mine was was too close to the the full line or something. It got hot um, by bleeding it. I bled top and bottom. Uh, Dave Labrie said, "Start with the top. That's probably where the air bubble is and everything." So anyhow, I, I'm not just going to do one. I did all three. It did make the difference. So yes, it was too hot. It it gets hot. You're running too close to being perfect on a thing and it needs a little like relief valve in there also so it can't a bleeder yeah so the, the cap kind of has a, has a bleeder that's why you have a little fuzzy thing on it um then you know i'd back back it down off the, the full level to, to to visually see that okay there should be room in there it ah, should actually you, work you need you need a, to see it fluctuate well you don't actually see it but you want to see something, though. Yeah, so, anyhow, it was right on the full level. So, anyhow, I, just, I backed it off about it. I'm not a full quarter inch, three sixteenths of an inch. It's not full. It should have some room to grow if it needs to grow. Yeah. You know, something you're not going to be able to see because you're too busy riding it. What's it really doing? The only thing you can do to that is you put new pads in it. Or bleed the brakes. That's what I was going to ask My you. Wait a minute. Bleed the brakes. Only thing, there is no adjustment. So, um, how are you going to get your confidence back on a 100, 200 horsepower motorcycle with all the electronic doodads and you can't seem to stop? You're. You got to go into that corner another 30 <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, and it's a very, very difficult thing. I mean, um, the right approach is to tear it down, put it back together. You know, I've always done that. But yeah, that's, 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 very very uh yeah i didn't i didn't have a nascar pit crew and uh, no i mean uh in the future i mean that's probably make you happier if you uh, closer uh, look or what's the solution put in brand new pads and and so then what kind of fluid you got well i didn't know well so i'm gonna have fluid that i know and now the recommended super recommended fluid so yeah is it gonna happen again supposedly not but uh, we'll We'll have to see on the next track. Dave. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very very difficult. I mean, um, as you know, whoever who's ever crashed a bike or had an accident, it's very very hard to get back on that horse and wonder if it's going to be pistol. You know, so everyone has their own solutions and uh, yeah, and, the, yeah. and it's a it's a growing factor into that. And the same thing that all works really fine, but how do you like take it right to the wire? Now you're in heavy competition. You got a big uh, yeah. You are you going to trust it? Yeah. Are you going to trust it? Because you're not going to get that on the street. I no. don't think you're going to. Not gonna, really. Yeah, maybe yeah. get one shot at it. The 636, yeah, it's, it's only, not the same. 636 only overheats on the track 
at a certain pace at a certain RPM. Otherwise, it can't mimic it, duplicate it, do whatever on it. So tracks have a certain way of bringing out things on motorcycles that you can never, ever possibly do on the street. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, um, hopefully, Wade, you know, you get that thing sorted. You already are. But uh, you won't be on the track anytime soon unless we can get some sponsorship for racing in October. Yeah. yeah. We are. <laughs> we're, we're looking for the end of October. There's another one at Sonoma. Yeah. yeah Joe's uh, hoping to have his shoulder back together. I said, if you have your shoulder together, I'll go do another one with you. Are you looking for a, a track day in October, or are you looking for Late a, a AFM? Because AFM is a, 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 a no, he, he 20th, want, I think. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to race yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, this is my, my street bike. The race bikes are all in question because um, the team sponsor and everything is still basically on lockdown, and they're not accepting guests. And so we're, we're we don't know what we're doing. We're working on our bikes in long distance. Everybody's far, far away <laughs> from each other. <laughs> That's true. You know, I, we're I, we're yeah. working on our plan for next year, which is it's the Zoom and Big Tour. Uh, we're going to go to Australia. If we can't ship in November, if we're not ready, that's going to be canceled, and we'll go to stage two, which is just the U.K. and the Isle of Man, Ireland, and Scotland. And then same thing, hope the world opens by then. That's well, July. That's is, But Joe goes, forget. oh, we could be talking about this for years. Don't forget Mexico in February. In Mexico. So, yeah, all of them. Uh, so what month can we actually start doing stuff? This was all supposed to only last two months, right? Way back when. Yeah, right? You know, I mean, yeah. It's, we'll it's see when they let us out of the country. Maybe well, it'll take a new president. It'll, it'll be a next year thing. Um, well, it, it is a true thing. And it, I was on the bus today. And, you know, uh, I rarely take the bus, but I take the bus for this show. And uh, you know what's scary? Kids without masks on a bus. You know, because kids go to school and they're the goddamn fucking germ factor. They always had that you know. problem. With or without masks, before they even yeah, dreamt yeah. of masks. But, uh, you know, um, it's something to think about. And we are in a pandemic, even though everyone takes it lightly sometimes. I mean, uh, just hopefully no one takes it seriously enough when someone in their family dies. But it is out there, you know, and it's a thing. And, yeah, we had red skies yesterday. Um, I personally want to do pagan rituals on Twin Peaks. No one would join me. I want to sacrifice a goat, maybe something else. You didn't um, even ask. I would have gone. Oh, shit. God damn it. All right. Well, next, next time. Armageddon. Next Armageddon. Next Armageddon Red Dead. <laughs> sacrifice a cake or something. Well, we could actually. <laughs> let's catapult the piano. You are here. All right. I really yeah. missed the chance. I wanted to drop some acid yesterday. I should have called <laughs> off a work. Yeah. Would have been hey. the best. Well, what you would have needed was a cape and stuff, though. If you're going to do acid on a red day, you got to have a cape, some horns, and just running around. All right, all right. Yeah, it was so... Uh, I'm sure he, was, he went flying by a minute ago. <laughs> uh, to our listeners, yesterday was just so insane. It was just uh, blood red. I mean, um, it was like orange, depending on what time of day. Uh, San Francisco, all right, all right. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was just so, so unusual. If you ha- If you weren't here... Look it up online because they look like they have these terrible red filters on them, but that was the truth. It was, it looked like about nine o'clock at night at noon, downtown San Francisco. Yeah, it looked like that was six in the morning. Nuts. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy day. Um, a lot of people, you know, um, yeah, it was just unusual Days for everyone. Days and confused. Days and confused, yeah. Yeah, everyone was packing the churches and, uh, you know. Uh, all the crazy stuff. Remember the people who all went on top of the 
mountain and yeah <laughs> anyways no not really anyhow for our listeners out there it's very very unusual day and um, we're having a lot of fires around the the uh, place here in the california oregon and uh, I think maybe washington that type of thing but th- that's been going on uh, i can hear that background oh, whatever you did all right here's Saban? Go. no Oh, you just hear it there. Oh, I heard it on my earphones. Oh, wow. God, God damn it. Okay. No. Well, it's off now. Wah, wah. Just trying <laughs> to set you up. No, we have such a perfect show here. When everything goes out of sorts, you know, yeah, we lose our Emmy or Tony or whatever you get those. Oh, Anyhow. just coming through this. Okay. <laughs> get your mic. Oh, that's it. it. The headphones are around the mic. Oh, we got your headphones going on. There you are. Luckily, you can't hear that brake squeal, listeners. That was awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, we got four minutes, folks. Uh, You want to say anything? Emily, uh, dames, anything going on? I mean, I see you. And boy, boy, oh, boy. um, Hot off the presses. We got this fucking coolest, coolest, coolest patches right now with the dames. And uh, it's a big deal, actually, when you can get a patch of someone that's uh, like... Yeah, it goes a long way if you you have a jacket and you understand. You know, like I said, the uh, curb unit were here. But the Dames, uh, they've always been badass. They have a great patch. Um, dames, don't care. Motorcycle California SF with a cool motorcycle. And, um, yeah, uh, please, please. Uh, we're always trying to just keep everything going. They've done a lot of great stuff. Uh, boy, over, shoot, I want to say 11 years uh, doing, least, the, doing, yeah. the, doing the ride here in the city. And, uh, you know, uh, all of you, uh, pedigree and, uh, you know, more and more folks are joining up. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for making these patches. Oh, absolutely. But uh, we do have sort of an announcement that's pretty cool. So when we started out, Dames Don't Care was pretty much about um, women riders and encouraging women to ride. But now it's turned into a thing that everybody really likes, as it turns out. So we're doing uh so men are coming on as well so uh we changed our name from dames meaning women to damn awesome motorcycle enthusiasts Ooh. <laughs> boy, oh boy right. that's a huge change <laughs> right that's a lot of writing there okay. yeah, yeah. that's what it stands for now oh yeah well that's a huge change and uh Thank you for the patches. That's really, really cool. Heck yeah. Are you, uh, well, actually, no one's planning any rides right now until, nope. uh, well, until, I guess, uh, you know, all this stuff just dies down a little in more ways than one. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's been crazy, crazy times. Some people uh, ride all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's true. Send them one ride. Bar, yar, yar. Um, I hope to get out there. Probably won't see me till February. If everything goes well. We'll keep a Sunday for you. (laughs) You are. And uh, I hope all these businesses try and stay alive. I mean, everything's hard for everyone. So please, please, please support your independent businesses because right now that's all that's all you got. You know, I mean, that's all they got. And uh, no matter where you're at, uh, corner stores or whatever, try and avoid the safe ways and all them big block things and, uh, you know, support local folks. Uh, That being said, there's a lot of friends that are actually leaving. the city and everything as well uh and they're selling furniture you can get furniture planks all that good stuff support your friends leaving the city you know and um you know uh yeah it's kind of weird right now um we're having a mass exodus and uh we're having a lot of uh you know casualties in the uh, bar industry the the food industry the independent salons i mean uh anything that's independent right now 
Uh, our city is in a you know dire need of just your local regular folks. Talking about that, Berliner Berliner RER and Tornado and Molotovs. They now have a uh, outside uh, sidewalk where you can go sit there, order some food, and eat and uh, have a nice pint. So please, 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 uh, you know, have fun with Berliner Berliner. Uh, say hi to Christine, who's subculture racing and part of our crew here. Uh, you know, I've been you know, we hung out. We're, two, we're subculture racing. And uh, her place is great. She has a great new menu. And uh, please go out there and support Berliner Berliner Tornado. Uh, Lucky 13 right now has a patio going on, I think, uh, late in the day, uh, Thursdays through uh, Saturdays. Um, Doc's Clock as well, I think, has a patio out front. So support our local bars. Support our local restaurants. Go out there. Do a great thing. Thank you for hanging out in the Racers Alley. We had a great, great time. Yar, yar. Thank you, Emily. Mm. Thank you, Wade. Thank you, Milk Crate. Yar, of yar. course. Yar, yar. Big cheers to y'all. All right. See y'all. Be safe, guys. Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Let's get the horn. <laughs> wow, wow. Watch this alien creature. See the gun? Yeah. He's always threatening to kill him. It's kill his son. His, well, stepson, but. His stepson, yeah. So maybe the menace isn't the uh, munchie. Maybe it's your stepdad. <laughs> oh, that's missionary. It's so fucking. Oh, it's not missionary. <laughs> Some kind of funky missionary. It's like a six. Uh, missionary. It isn't a 69. It's a yeah. six. Right. <laughs> now it's an L. It's a greater than sign. All right. So He's now, not like, the, dead? the munch, yeah, he's into the dead. That's what it's all about. So the munchie's not really causing any trouble. I mean, he's just being a, like a little dummy. Uh, but he'll get annoyed with him and start getting physical. And when that happens, uh, the munchie just starts to change. Really? Watch, slam into the I... wall. Nice. He hasn't been mistreated by any. Exactly what you. There's bird tweeting noises. <laughs> That's so unrealistic. <laughs> First the great guy too. Now that forget it. Harvey Corman. Oh hey, remember when I had a pool table in my kitchen? Very eighties. Yeah. This is like a, a MTV's like crib, you know, where they're like, "Hi, I'm Martha Blackford. Welcome to MTV. We'll be showing videos all hour." You know how they had their cool right. apartment. You see that special effect? Do you remember that was that's like a lot of money. Do you remember the FX, the TV network, the cable network when it first came out? They had like the FX house, uh -huh. and they'd be like, "We're showing Batman reruns here at the FX house." Okay. Yeah. That's it was a before they did a original program. Of, of uh, Batman rerun content, yeah. Look, yeah. I just want to say again, yeah. man, it's embarrassing to me for Roger Corman that these are stuffed animals, toys. They're toys. They're not puppets. They didn't even like have a prop team like create an original puppet. They just took an existing toy and right. added fangs. Watch. Did you see how it's inanimate in that shot? Yeah, uh-huh. Ouch! It's a... I feel bad for this actor. Oh, uh-oh. 
Now he's really going to... He's getting pissed. Chew, huh? He's taking... Scratch. That's my cue. I get it. That was a pool. So look, he pulled yeah, right, right. shotgun. He said guns. What the fuck? He's in their kitchen. But this guy has like acupuncture needles. Right. But oh he, no, fondue needles. He's shooting uh -oh. a gun in his own home. Like his father said, you watch this animal for me. And now he's <laughs> chasing it around to kill it. All right. Well, you had to be there. This house is so 80s. It looks like the house from the Twilight Zone movie where the kid trapped yeah, everybody. Yeah. Wow. Shot the sticky fingers. So I can't tell if there's product placement or they're just poorly just shot. You know, they just said, okay, put some Cokes here and wear a Grateful Dead shirt. Yeah, I doubt it's product placement because it's Corman and it was quickly done. I don't know. Look how it's a toy. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm going to stop complaining about it. It's a toy. We get it. There's, well, we've played with toys before, no, right? Let's just play with toys in the movie. Oh, no. He cut it in two. He did it. Oh, you can see the stuffing come out of the toy. Oh. Uh, oh. I guess oh. I'm going oh. to be hurt. Oh, my sick face in fridge. <laughs> Look. This looks like the kitchen that Roger Rabbit chased around. Uh-oh. It must be after midnight. Okay, now. Or he must have fed him. Cecil went to the train station to pick up Melvis. 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 You know, Melvis is a hero to most. The kid's name is Dude. He just loves you. The thing I'll never know, though, honey, is why you agreed to adopt. Here's why she adopted. Okay, I'm listening. I don't know. I guess I just felt sorry for him because he was so ugly and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's how we got married. No. Uh -oh. Now, the, it was only cut in two, and yet we're getting multiple. Good. The movie's fucking called Munchies. Right. And this is half hour into this fucking movie. I want to see multiple Munchies. So I, so there's this is a trilogy. So this is a theatrically released Wink on Wink uh, movie that went straight to video called Munchies. The video sales were good enough that Corman and a new production company produced Munchie in 92, which is a kid's movie. And then they made a follow-up to the kid's movie called Munchie Strikes Back. Yeah. And we saw Munchie last week, and we just had to see the original. Yeah, we just had to. <laughs> yeah, we had to. <laughs> I made you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I like this one. Uh, come here, we'll like... Uncle John's band. You like this? It's pain. Now look, they turned oh. sound up so loud that it killed him. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plot. He just, you just saw him die. They turned up the sound so loud said. it killed him. The volume said, well, who, how would it kill them? Well, the volume is set to knob, is set to nine. Set to oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> murder most loud. Yeah, right. Oh, now they got a fucking gun? It was a murder most loud. <laughs> That's like the lamest murder she wrote episode. Now, there was God, a gun. So, this... so the munchies conveniently 
decided, you know, to have fun with a gun. So now they, the thing yeah, is, well, you know, they know everything. Listen, this is what's incredible. They're just born, as you know, but they know everything. Right. They're all t one of them sounds like Cheech and the other sounds like Chong. The, you know, they're they're getting turned on right now by her oh, dance. Yeah, it's yeah, like they grew up and went to college. Oh, trapped. That's right. Isn't he proud of him? There, I got the puppeteer's hands out of their them. Oh, guys, they're fucking munchies. They're gonna survive that garbage can. What yeah, are you thinking? they're they complaining about their ears. Oh, gun. Now look at Melvis's Cadillac. I know it's so it's eighties fifties kitsch, right. right? The Elvis references, the uh, the pink uh, Cadillacs with the pins. It's all 80s takes on uh, 50s culture. Fifties. Yeah. 30 years earlier. That's always the way it is with nostalgia. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why we watch Have Strange Things and all that garbage. Yeah. Yeah, it's 80s, 80s nostalgia, but through a 2010 lens. Yeah. 2020 lens. Prism. Okay, now, here's a joke yeah. of the film. They're driving a gremlin. Uh, well, that's what I like to see. A monkey and it's not even it's like a Tijuana Bible. Yeah, then the monkey rides the gremlin, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, they're drinking Cokes? They're not drinking beers? They should be drinking. Ghoulies would drink beers when they steal a car. Pot! They are smoking pot. That's pretty cool. And cigarettes. This became a kids movie yeah okay now once again we have our guy our dean the jerk pulling him over oh yeah if there wasn't traffic this Good guy thing would he's on the road yeah right well there's nothing else to do the town system of two part uh suburban houses yeah really you know i really wonder what's going to happen mike when we do have self-driving cars be it 50 years from now or whatever 25 i don't know what it's the future will hold yeah it's, what it's will coming. cops do 